You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. Hello guys, welcome to Talking League, we're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast, we're halfway through the season, up to round 13 of teams, I'm your host TK, we've got Andy's missing from the couch tonight, but Cole and Corby's here, and Corby's very happy, his man Billy Smith, he's back, just like, you're back, you're both back in the same week, I love it. Hey mate, as a Billy Smith owner, it's a win. The Billy Smith owners are rejoicing today at four o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Will you captain him? Will you be captain him, calls? Nah, I'm going to give him a um, a VC opportunity just to sort of show his, to get him to um, allow him to show his leadership in the team this week. <laughs> I like it. Nah, I'm, I'm not putting the captain on him. No way. <laughs> also joining us is Cole Lomas, all the way from New Zealand. He's looking very sexy tonight because he's got a new headset, but unfortunately had a few tech issues, so his microphone's not working. But his headset's working. But you're looking good there, Kyle. You're looking the part, mate. Yeah, man. Thanks for the awesome headset, man, and especially the glowing lights on the sides of the ears, mate. You, you look good, mate. You Christmas look good. Tree. Don't thank me, mate. Thank 7-Eleven. Oh, thanks, 7-Eleven. <laughs> 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen, that Tuesday show, I don't think it's going to be as long as normal because we've only got four games. But we'll have plenty to chat about, burning questions. We'll have captains, your, your audience questions. Narrative of the week tonight is going to be enormous. I've got 10 narratives from the punters tonight that are just absolutely stellar, boys. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. Before we get to that, TLT News is brought to you by Rugby League Merch. Get your Rabs Warren fantasy shirt. Gussie Gould, fantasy dud, trap city bitch, flat track bullies t-shirt, three date rule mouse pads, and delete app phone case. I've actually got an apology I made a claim that it was 20 metres that I dropped my phone from. Apparently, it's only 10. So, it's only safe to drop your phone from 10 metres, guys. So, don't try any further than that. So, But definitely get it. 50% of ta- Talking League profit is donated directly to the Men and League Foundation. And then, obviously, 50% competitions that we run each week. All details will be in the episode notes. And use Talking League code for 10% off at checkout at rugbyleaguemerch.com. Boys... Plenty to talk about, even though we've got only four games. TLT News, Titans, Mofa to Waker. He's back at prop. Isaac Liu to lock. Paddy Herbert returns in the centres with Sammy McIntyre, the new man on the bench. Big news for fantasy owners with Cowboys. Jason Tamulolo, he's back at lock, thank God. Hammer returns to the centres. Brendan Elliott, he makes a long way to return on the wing. Benny Hampton at six, and Helium Lukey starts on an edge. At Penrith, an interesting team there. Sean O'Sullivan starts at seven. Kurt Falls, a very, very good rookie. He debuts at six. Jennings, your man, Kyle, he's back in the teams, as is Staines, and Chris Smith, and as Eisenhuth back in the starting pack. One that's going to hurt a lot of people, Tevita Pangai Jr. He remains sideline for the Doggies. Good news for Roman Fatale Mariner. He gets a start on the edge while Corey Riddell goes back to the bench. Jason Saab is back for Manly. Joshy Shushter to six with Kieran Forum to halfback. Interesting at the Warriors with Wade Egan and Bailey Sirinan back for the Warriors. Rocco Berry is in the centers for Viliami Vaella. At the Raiders, Matt Frawley in for, for Jackie Wadden ahead of Brad Schneider. And Corey 
Horsborough in for Big Papa. Trey Mooney, he's a good player. He debuts off the bench. Big news at the Roosters with Corbs' guy, Billy Smith, returning on the wing. Can We've you got- play that um, old mate? Like- <laughs> no, <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Marnie to fullback and Anat Butcher back to lock. Tupanua onto an edge. But, boys, for four games, plenty to talk about. Corbs, what was the standout, you reckon? Billy? Uh, Billy, uh, Raymond to a starting edge. I wasn't. I sort of had my trades locked in, and now I'm thinking I might make another one with him. Uh, the Schuster at 5'8", I can't see him playing 80. He's still carrying a bit. He's and carrying a bit of foot, isn't he? 40 minutes. I don't think I don't think there was two other real shocks. Oh, apparently we got some scoop from some Muppet that Suwali <laughs> was going to play fullback, and we all knew Manu was going to play fullback. That wasn't one of the uh, best calls at all. Who was that? Uh, but, yeah, no, other than that, it was all sort of as predicted, I guess. Yeah. But TPJ is a big loss for a lot of those that held on. And Viala, I don't think many would have held him, hopefully, because he, he was leaking <laughs> pretty bad. But, yeah, that, that hurts those two out. Boys, let's talk Raymond Fatale, Mariner. Good price, Cole, 373K. Got a break even of 37. He's been returning, what, his third game back now. Fourth game, first game start. Third game and first game starting. But any interest here, mate? Um, yeah, he when he did start on the edge a few years back, he was a real gun and he scored some really good points, um, playing some really good minutes. Um, I just had a uh, look back at him. Um, he's only priced at the 27 and his average uh, starting on the edge is 45.5 when he plays the 65 minutes. Uh, so giving you the bad, he's, he's got a bit of money in him, but I just don't think he's going to get the 65 minutes yet. We're going to have to have a look at his fitness for, for, for the next game or two just to see where he's at. Um, but when he plays 40 minutes, he averages around about the 38 points. So when you look at that, there's 10 points of value there straight away, um, and it's definitely, um, you know, definitely a good, good option if you want to go there. Um, but as I said, he really needs the 40 minutes plus to be um, viable to pick up. Yeah, Corbs, given what we've experienced with Trent Peoples, Billy Smith before him, and then what, Taff, there's been some silly trades that we've done and we've all kind of fallen in and it just seems, especially with the injury that he's just coming from, a little bit, even though I love love taking a risk, too risky for me. What's your thoughts on Raymond? Yeah, he's got runs on the board though as opposed to those other guys. Like Taff, he didn't really have too much apart from maybe one or two games. But like, like Kyle was saying, I had over 70 minutes and you would think he will build back up to that. The big if is the injury. I yeah. don't think anything else is sort of stopping him from getting back to that 80-minute back row, especially with the doggy stocks. I am seriously considering it. The, the other one I was thinking, because I, I don't know who to get out for him. I don't want to just waste a trade. But with Peoples, what's your scoop on that? Is there any talk? Yeah, it's an interesting one because I spoke to one of my mates at Works at Souths, and he said that, Trent Peoples isn't in the top 30. He's also not a development player. They've had that many injuries. They've they've got an exception from the NRL, but he reckons that it's done once all the players start coming back. So if there's players available that are in the top 30 or a development, they will play ahead of Trent Peoples, which is a, mm. big, which is a huge issue. Yeah. It's prob- prob- probably even worse now that Joy Arrow is in that origin, so you've got your two edges there yeah. and they could just run that, that 13 with like Han Sele or whoever they want now. I think that's a great um, point, Kyle, actually. So that's think, a great point. I think that puts him out. I don't think you're going to see him again. See, so, yeah, and he was the guy that I would probably consider to punt for 
uh, for Tyler Mariner. And I wouldn't have considered him without your little bit of news there because I, I see 20 points in value here with Raymond. Who, I don't know. Who, there's a big risk in the injury. Who and- makes way back, Corbs? For, for, obviously, TPJ. The biggest thing that I think why the Bulldogs are resting him this week is if you have a look at the draw, because of the public holiday next week, Bulldogs don't play till the following Monday, which will give TPJ literally three weeks from the initial kind of injury to then his comeback. So I think that's the reason why they've kind of held him back. But someone's going to make way for him unless he plays off the bench and he plays a 50-minute role up the middle, right? So it's going to be you're not going to drop your captain Josh Jackson because he's in nah. good form. I think it's going to have to be out of Mr. Max King or Raymond that make way. And considering Raymond's probably a long way from playing 80 minutes, it might make sense that he starts off the bench, right? Yeah, oh, I don't know. I just he's he's done it in the past, so it'd be there's a bit of a gamble to it. But <laughs> I'm uh, definitely considering making it, and then it just gives me another another player and a. Yeah. A value player this week. So yeah, it's it's not locked in, but since he's been named at starting, it's very tantalizing. I guess the biggest thing is the price, right? Because the price it's not like we're playing five fifty or something like that. Yeah. It's juicy. Yeah. It is still juicy. Yeah. yeah. There's a there's a lot of mouths to feed though too at the dogs in that pack, eh? Like they've got a lot of edges, they've got a lot of middles. Uh and with Dell, you know, he's been gone from eighty minutes now to the bench. Where is he gonna fit in it? Very hard to tell with all these guys around and TPJ still come back. Yeah. I still think like TPJ's gonna be back in there playing fifty plus. Mm. But you look at Max King, Waddell, Stimson, they're just the it's like says me who hasn't played NRL, but they're 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 the average Joe sort of forward. At least he brings a little bit of something to their attack, which they're probably lacking. Yeah, yeah, true. So that's maybe where he gets a bit of an edge. But, yeah, there's there's definitely risk there. I'm just um, a no because I don't want to accumulate any more doggies. <laughs> I've had enough of them. Well, I, I, yeah, well, I, I know that if King's going, I don't have Jackson or TPJ. So uh, I'm happy okay. I'm happy to have a third. And, yeah, King, once he max out after this, We'll get a good look at where his position is in the team with the new coach. Yeah. Let's talk trades and bye 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 because I think, boys, realistically, I feel that any trades that we make now, you might be holding this player for the rest of the year. Kyle, thoughts? Yeah, that's that's exactly my strategy going forward now, mate. After this round, you've got to be very very strategic on who you get because. That player you grab, you're going to either want to keep them in the team for the whole year and like maybe like a keeper guy. That's why the trade I'm doing this week is potentially a, a possible guy you could hold all year round because he's not been selected for origin. Um, Give me your I trades you while to, you're there, mate. Why don't we kick yep. it off? Kick me off with your trades. Yeah, okay. So um, I wasn't going to do this, but I've decided with Angus not being picked for uh, for um Origin, I think he's almost a must-have for this week. And there's a few forwards that have looked like they're in front of him now uh, for that Origin side. Sims, Tyson, Brazil, and um, and who's that other mate on the bench there? Uh, sorry, his name forgets. Sorry, Freddie um, or Martin. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, no, I just don't think I, – I think there's too many guys in front of him now to get into that team. Um, so I think he's going to be hanging around the whole year. He'll play, he's, he's look like he's locked in the 80 minutes on the edge. So I'm going to go Harry Grant for him. I just think with Harry Grant, that I just think that injury, and we know Bellamy's track record for resting his stars, not Munster, but the hookers, 
as we've talked about for a few times before, Storm have got that abundance of hookers where they can afford to rest Harry Grant now um, until right through until the end of Origin. So I think you could either pick him up again at the end of Origin um, or you pick up Cookie. But yeah, I think Angus is a, a real good pickup this year, this week. And I think he could be a possible final team keeper ahead of someone like Josh Jackson because he's a bit more of a, he's got a better ceiling. Yeah, nice. Only one trade made or is there more? No, nah, just one. Wow, just one. You just, you're yep. going to freak out when I announce my trades. Corbs, why don't you go second, mate? Uh, Stephen Crichton for Tahu. Nice, Harris. I like that. And I'm still deciding whether I go Hass or Cotter. I'm leaning more towards Cotter for Crichton. Yeah, I'm going to sell Cotter. The reason why, Corbs, we're going to talk about origin scheduling in a second. But you look at the Cowboys draw and where they, they've been stitched up in this. Round 14 and 18. They play yeah. Friday night against the Dragons on round 14. They play Sharks round 18. So they literally play, especially when you think Cotter's a rookie origin player, playing yeah, starting. Yeah, on the Friday two, sorry. Yeah, starting yeah. two. Yeah. So he's got the potential because he's going to miss round 13. They don't play round 17. So you've got a guy that's 758K and he's going to miss probably, t- what, four out of six games. And mm. then the other two games, he might get managed. So I just think that we know we spoke about it on Sunday, Corps, about him being at the top of the market. Even though we don't have a lot of versatility, especially with Starling going not as great at hooker, I just do think that he's at the top of the market and we're gonna we might even pick him up after Origin a lot cheaper. Hundred percent. I agree. And it's not like the Cowboys don't have good stocks in the forwards. They've got yeah. plenty there. And I think you might. I think you might have seen him if he wasn't starting at thirteen. I think there would have been a chance that he did back up because generally your bench guys do back up. But with him starting at thirteen and a debutant, it's pretty unlikely. Yeah, and I'd be concerned for people that own Nanai as well, and I I do. And that's the same thing because they've got, as Corp said, such great depth in the forwards. Like his replacement this week is Helium Lukey. Like mm. that's a good <laughs> replacement, and that gives him just that that ability to like for like, because even if Nanai only plays 20 minutes off the bench, it's still a big ask for a rookie to play Origin, be in camp all week, the highs and lows of the whole thing, and then have to come back, travel, and do all that as, as well. It's Even though it's only well, a 20-minute game, it's still, it's still a big toll on him. Well, you look at the Cowboys' pack. So they've got McLean and Hess, then they've got Lolo at 13, then their bench mids are Tanua Brown, who it seems like... Um, Peyton likes Neem, who's been killing it off the bench. Then they've also got Condon on the um, reserves, the extended, which could push Tommy Gilbert, who's in at second row, into that mid rotation as well. Mm. Uh, Reese Robson could even go back to lock and get Granville in there. So, yeah, they've got plenty of wriggle room to uh, rest Cotter and uh, Nanai. Yeah, and it's not because I don't think the Cowboys guys are good. I really like what they're doing at the moment. It's just I think they've just got the ability to be managed, and I think they're at the top of the market. You know, Nanai for the last kind of four weeks has been amazing. So I think we're at top of the market for both these boys. Sell them out and, yeah, get some other players in for the run home. But any other trades there, Corps? Just the arm and an on the peoples to RFM. I'll probably be a last-minute drunk trade. <laughs> <laughs> Decide after a few schooners, mate, on Thursday, I think. All right, yeah. boys, I'm big dicking. Four, I'm going. I'm going four. Number one. Ruben Cotter, he's going for Tohu Harris. I think it's 682K. That is a steal, an absolute yep. steal for Tohu. Nanai yep. to Angus Crichton, pretty much the same reasons as Kyle said. Again, it's one of those things I would love to have picked him up 
on hindsight, it's four weeks ago. Who would have thought that he would not have been in Brad Fittler's sights? It just seems, mm. I don't know what he did to him off the field or something, but something Freddie doesn't like because we've seen what his form he's been in in the last three weeks. It's much better than Tarek Sims. You don't have to be, you don't have to be in Einstein to so figure that one out. Next one, Critter. Well, I've been holding him. I only really held him all the way through because I thought he was going to play Origin. Obviously, your injuries didn't go our way. Going to trade him out for Nat Butcher. I just think... I think he's more than proved himself now at the Roosters, and I think he's probably going to be ahead of Statili once Radley comes back. So another dual player. So that gives me three dual players to moving forward, which I think will help me with death. And the big one, boys. The big one. Jackson Hastings. Gone. My man, Reese Walsh. Coming in. You've been talking about this one. He could not hold off, eh? Love interest is strong. Boys, 482K. He's ultra talented. He hasn't really hit any big ceilings yet, but he's had little. Kyle, you watch more Warriors than I do. And from the games, from what I've seen over the last three weeks, he's an ankle tap away. And just, you can just tell once he scores one, I think it's going to start being floodgates. We know what he's done in the past, he's a goal kicker. Warriors, what what round does the Warriors go home officially, Kyle? You'll be going to the uh, game. July, it's July soon, right? 3rd is the game. I think it's round, what are we now? It'll be about round Since 16 or something. 16, I think, yeah. Run yeah, home, they're going to start, yep. start playing at home. They're going to be excited. I just think Hastings with that injury, so after everything you said on Sunday, Corbs, too much risk. I think given the new coach that's probably going to be seen at the Tigers, Adam Dewey returning, which will give them scope to probably rest Jackson Hastings. I just think can see him losing more and more value. By selling Hastings to Walsh also gives me 167K in the bank after these four trades, which gives me a little bit of breathing room and some opportunities to get some really good players in the next few weeks as well. But, yeah, I'm going that's for if it. You have, that's if you have any trades left. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to well, say that. I guess that's the other big thing, right? What I've kind of – even though I haven't been huge on round 13 – I've been telling people, you know, you can plan for both. I think after seeing what's happened with TPJ, it's right in front of us, and I can see quality within this round that I'll be willing to hold. Like, all the four players that I'm bringing in this week, I feel that I can hold for the rest of the season, and I'm very comfortable having him. I just don't see – if I don't get Walsh at this price now, I can see myself probably getting someone around the same price with Dane Laurie, and I think Walsh has got way bigger upside than Dane Laurie. I think that's what's going to be happening moving forward. But what's your thoughts on my trades, Kyle? Yeah, definitely big, big move, that's for sure. Um, yeah, no, it's, it, they're, they're real good trades. Like, uh, it's real strategic, obviously, for the round 13 and having the good numbers. How many does that put you at, TK, for this round? I got 13. I would okay. have got 14, which I would have been very happy with, but TPJ's ruled that number down. So. Yeah. Yeah, you you got Lolo as well, eh? I do have Lolo, man. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's good that he's there. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, I'm just thinking now because that's a good number, and you're down to what is it? Eleven trades or twelve or thirteen? Uh, I got eleven left plus my extra okay. four, so yep. what? Fifteen. Fifteen. So yeah, I'm just thinking like now when you've got to flip it around to round seventeen, how many do you think you want for round seventeen? Noting you've got this many. I'm going to say. 13? I think I've got five or six. I'm going to try and get to ten. I think because okay. I was we're going to we're going to yeah. go through a watch list in a second, and my watch list isn't yes. massive. Yep, <clears throat> but it is. But it just depends. Like if I'm in a really good spot, just say this week I smash it right, and I end up in the top two hundred or something, and I continue to go really well. I guess I'm probably going to be more encouraged to then trade hard in round seventeen, right, to keep yep. your rank. I think it will just depend. 
there'll be yeah, a, a yeah. very circumstances. But boys, let's talk a little bit about. Do we need to talk Josh Schuster? Or can we skip him over Corbs? Oh, he's got a high break. Even he's playing five eight. Manly haven't been on fire. I think we can wait on him. Yeah, I think so as well. Cole, anything out there? No, nah, definitely. I don't even think he's going to play 80 minutes. <clears throat> Excellent. All right, boys. Let's talk about origin players and consequences of origin players backing up. Now, me and Corbs, we talked about Cotter already, and we both say to sell, and the reason why is we only think that he might play two out of six games, and it might be very limited minutes. Let's talk kind of the scheduling. Corbs, obviously we saw Cowboys getting stitched up, but probably the other thing that I did notice was Penrith getting a very, very good draw. Yeah, the only one that I have there is Cleary out of the Panthers boys and I'm not getting rid of him because he's just that clear captain choice and he has had a bit of a trend in the past of not being rested. So I don't know if with his injury this year whether they need to manage that but he seems to be sort of just flying at the moment, almost sort of stepping up to that 100%. Um, Yeah, the others I don't think I would sort of worry about because I don't think they're as relevant. Like your Toto is going to be definitely one to look at for that back little run. Yo, if you had him, is just that sort of Tohu Harris, but, you know, there's a bit more value in Crichton and Harris now, and he's sort of peaked. Yeah, they, they don't have a big history of resting, so I'd, that sort of suits their <laughs> their scheduling as well. Yeah, big time. Now, Kyle, just have a look at a few other teams. Benny Hunt probably get a rest given they play Friday night against the Cows that first time. But what do you think of the Saturday game? Because the Titans play Bunnies at 3 p.m. So, Cookie, they're probably in a position now on the ladder where they probably have to play a Cook and Murray, right? Yeah, um, Cook is, is pretty well known to back up. Uh, but just remember, they got Savaliva Havili there too, who was fantastic through the middle on the weekend. No reason why they couldn't uh, give Cookie just maybe 40 to 60 minutes and give Havili a little bit more through the middle just to rest Cookie at the back end there. Um, but he is notoriously backed up most years, but there have been a lot of times also where he hasn't gone the 80 minutes. So, as I said, I don't think fellas like that are guys you really would, would hold. I would, If I had Cookie, I'd definitely be holding him through this period because I think he'll play more than he'll miss uh, predominantly. So, yeah, uh, if... if um, Cookie on hold. Murray is another one. Um, it just depends on his workload and how many minutes he gets through Origin. He's a bit of a machine, so um, I'd imagine he would back up. He has in previous years as well, but I just don't think he'd get the minutes that you would generally see on a week-to-week basis. Yeah. Also, <clears throat> excuse me. Also on Saturday, they've got the Roosters and Storm at five thirty, so gives Teddy a few extra days. Again, they're sixth place, so they probably want to be playing playing Teddy during this time. Storm, mm. as we've touched, Harry Grant. Probably a 50-50 chance, depending on how many minutes. How many minutes do you think he'll play? 30 in the origin? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be that 50-30 split. Yeah. Also could be game dependent. Yeah, true. Yes. Uh, if they're sort of killing it, he could only get 20. Yeah, absolutely. If Hunt's sort of controlling things. The other one with Hunt, though, like he's leading Dalliam and Dragons rely so much on him. I could yeah. see him playing Friday. And again, depending on his minutes too, if he's stinking – and they need Grant on early. Um, yeah, a, a lot sort of will depend on how the yeah. origin pans out. Yeah, mm-hmm. true don't, that. Don't they say, though, that the the earlier, the shorter turnaround is better? The longer turnaround is where your body starts getting sore and worse. If you only have the two-day turnaround, they generally can back up, but it's the longer guys are like four or five days off is generally where they need the rest because their bodies are, are, are sort of starting to feel the aches and pains after four or five days rather than just maybe the two. Mate, Isn't I, that um, a sort of a previous year thing? Going off my Oz tag, 
experience from the last yeah. two years. I can hardly bloody walk after the next day. So I'll, I'll let you know after a play Origin. I don't know. <laughs> the thing is, I think the other thing that probably hurts them is just your travel as well, especially for the Queenslanders having to travel back to from Sydney, especially long trip back up to Townsville. Might have to change a few planes. Dogs power on that Monday, as I said, it is a public holiday here in Australia. So the power, you know, people with power with Maddo, RCG, Paul, I don't think they're going to have any issues turning no. it back around. Having a look at the flip side, that round 18, as I did mention, Cowboys have got the Sharks. I probably expect that Cotter and Nanai will both be at risk for that one. Para actually turn around on that Friday against New Zealand. So that could see, what, Paulo, RCG and Maddo, who are probably going to be expected to play some 40-plus minutes each in origin. They could all be in doubt for that Friday game, big time. That, that could leave a huge hole there for Parramatta. The that's, other one, good for, that's good for IPAP and 17. To, uh, sorry, that's good for IPAP going forward. For, no, it's for, good for know, Walshie. Walshie's just going to cut them all up up the middle. He could score five tries <laughs> that game. You know what? Yeah. If, if Walshie scores on the weekend, I'm going to wear eyeliner to the next podcast. <laughs> Does he still do that? I think so. No, I only remember him doing it early on. He's got to bring back the headgear, and he's got to get his eyeliner just deeper. Who was that unit of a centre that did it as well? Oh, was it Solomon Carter? Yeah, it might have been. Like the kisses. Oh, and it's Connie. Connie Harrell. (laughs) Also in that round, boys, Saturday, 3 p.m., the Roosters back up, and that's against the Dragons. So that's an interesting turnaround as well. Souths have a favourable draw, that one. They play on the Sunday at 6.15, so they've got, what, five-day turnaround. So... Expect all the boys to play in that one. Storm have a 4 p.m. and then Penrith again. Favourite again, they've got 2, 2 p.m. Sunday game. So expect mm-hmm. all the boys to pretty much turn around and play for that one. Doesn't it just work out nicely for the Panthers? It does very, very nicely, Corps. <laughs> all right, boys, let's talk a little bit about plays on our radar for round 17. We have been touching it on it a little bit, but having a look at, like I said, just depending on how we go over the next few weeks, it depends on how much interest I have on this. Guys... Tigers are an interesting bunch because they're going to probably get a new coach, right? So, But by the time round 17 comes by, we might have a good idea about what the new coach kind of wants from him and who he favours. Let's talk a little bit about your watch list, but Kyle, why don't we kick off with you? Anyone you're kind of favouriting at the top of it and who is on that watch list? Man? You mean from, from the Tigers or just each individual team? Uh, yeah, just, just each who's kind of tickling your fancy, who yep. you're going to keep a bit of a knife yep, on. All right. Well, you just mentioned the Tigers, mate. So I've got, I've actually got um, a couple on the list here from the Tigers. Um, one of them's Adam Dewey. Now I know he's coming back from the ACL, but it'll be interesting to see how he goes from rounds 14, 15, 16. Just see how that knee holds up. He's not a, he's not um, a must-have by any stretch of the imagination, but he's someone to just have a keep an eye on because we know how damaging he is, even if he's at centre or in the halves. Um, uh, David Nofaluma as well, as you touched on, if he can carry on those um, those stats that he put up before he went away on that HIA, he could be a really handy little inclusion. Uh, Stefano as well, um, yeah. if he gets a start, he's he's we know the we know his potential. And the other big one is Joe Offengoi. Um He's putting up some really good numbers at lock, and he's flying under the radar big time. There's not many people that are. That's heaven, but there are a lot of people talking about him. And now that he's not at Origin, he could be a really handy pod come round 17. I'm going to add two. I've got Luciano Leilu at 582k, someone I'm watching very closely. Like, I know that he's had a dip in form, had a good high 40s last week. And I think at that price again, that's getting relatively cheap, especially if you can get 
He returned to his 80-minute role last week. And if he can get just all his playmakers right around him, and I really like him at that price. Dan Laurie, I'm also having a look at it, 419K. But sorry, continue there, Kyle. Yeah, so from the storm, we've already talked about Jerome Hughes, and he's probably not a pick-up till maybe around 15, 16. Yeah. Um, but the other one that um, people have still got in the back of their minds is Ryan Pappenhausen, who I don't think is going to make origin, and I think he'll probably be there for around 17. So if he is back for around 17, I think he would almost be a must-have in your side if he's back to full fitness. Yeah, I like that one. Anyone else on the list, man? Uh, yeah, I've got a couple. Uh, Reed Marnie and especially Dylan Brown. After last week's performance, he could be a real little uh, guy to have in your final team as a backup or even to play on your bench. Yep. Um, and that's sort of the main – oh, maybe David Clemmer is my other one. Clemmer, uh, he's a bit expensive, buddy, isn't him. He, he is, but we've talked about him a lot, and he's maintaining these points, scoring and maintaining those big minutes. So I think he could be another possible guy you could have at the end of the year. Beautiful. Corbs, moving to you. Who's on your round 17 radar? Uh, I'm going to go others that aren't, haven't been mentioned. I know we rubbished him on Sunday night, but the cheese, you, you've always got to have him in the back of your head just because we know what he did last year. Yep. And the, these next few weeks will sort of let us know a little bit more about if he's going to be an option. Uh, I've got Pappy, Ice Papsicles, as Andy oh. would say, because <laughs> uh, I don't have him yet. Um, Corpse, are you concerned? Because I was going to bring this up with you. Nine, I don't think I can pay 913k until he goes back to the edge, because I think it's. I don't think the role that he's I'm playing at the moment. For him. Yeah, I think we can watch and just see because I don't think this mid role where he doesn't play 80 minutes anymore and he gets sucked so much energy sucked out of him early in this game. Like, because Kyle, you bought him pretty much at the top of the market, and you must be disappointed, kind of, because what you bought isn't what you thought you were going to get. No, I didn't expect him to go back to the middle. If I knew that was going to happen, I may not have picked him up at that time. So, yeah, a little bit disappointing, but uh, it is what it is. And he's still fairly, you know, he still scores, uh, keeper level scores. So I am annoyed, but I'm not unhappy that I own him. Yeah, because it also hurts Moses, because Moses' big weapon on that right side was IPAP. It wasn't Penasini and it wasn't Simonson. It was him hitting those whole. That game against the Roosters, that were. He only has to watch that game again, and I think he would make a decision to put IPAC back to the bench. But I think eight fifty would be a reasonable price, don't you reckon, Corbs? Yeah, any price cheaper than what it is at the moment is a good price. <laughs> um, I also had McInnes and Talakai. McInnes, I don't know if he's going to get those bigger minutes. He still seems to be plodding along pretty well. Talakai could come down to a nice cheaper price if he doesn't hit his straps. But I feel like he's just one game away, and they did get him some a bit more early ball on the weekend. So they might start going back to that a bit more. Ramsey from the Dragons. That's, I like that's a that very one. risky move, but he's cheap. And Good he, cash down, but you're probably going to have to do it next week, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's the Reynolds from the Bronx. He's yep. just at that main man up there. Uh, Clifford from the Knights. He, he was hitting some good scores early on the year. There's a lot of halves. I'm finding a lot of halves. Even Cody <laughs> Walker, you could maybe have a look at him, but there's risk involved with a lot of those last three that I just mentioned. Well, not so much Reynolds, but he's just very high-priced. I think South, Souths are on my shit list. I don't think I can go back to any <laughs> of their players. It seems every time I touch on Taff, Peoples, it just seems to go downhill. Yeah, but like apart from that, it's a smaller list than I 
think maybe for round thirteen, but that's also mm. not considering the um, you know, yeah, Cook, yeah, Murray, all those Origin players that will come back in hey, as of round. Corbs, you're going to have to obviously raise 18. some money to get IPAP. Have you considered maybe downgrading someone at Jack Bird? No, but also Ramian's back this week. No one's been thinking about yeah. him too much either. He's a Ooh. bit of a gun centre. He is a very good good centre. And the other one is his teammate, Blake Braley, who I'm thinking, depending on what happens with Starling this week, I think I might straight swap them because the thing with Blake Braley, he's not going to play Origin. Looking at the Sharks' draw, it's pretty good. And then I know that he's going to play 80 minutes, which is really good because there's not a lot of hookers in the NRL playing 80 minutes and hitting those high 40s as well. So it's kind of got a little bit more security than a lot of other players in the NRL. So I wouldn't mind doing that kind of straight swap just to give myself... The other thing is, are we going to... Like, because I got rid of Cotter and the potential of running Starling, do we run the hooker gauntlet and just run with one? Yeah, well, I potentially may have to next week if I punt Starling, which... He is at the top of my list. Not so much because of him, but more Ricky Stewart and... Who are the yeah, first crazy. two? Who, like, I'm assuming everyone's going to make at least two trades in round 14. For me, it's Elliot and Starling. I just can't <laughs> cop... I can't cop Ricky yeah. anymore. Well, and the other thing too, with Elliot signing, surely that puts him down the pecking order. Like, they got CHN running around in Reggie's. Yeah, I think the only thing that saved him this week was Papa being out, right? Yeah, I can't see him holding a, a run-on spot when he's just signed with his misses. Yeah, big Double time. Ship next week, boys. Are we are we all in like unity here, Starling and Elliot Corn? Yeah, for sure. And, and maybe Billy Smith for me. Oh, <laughs> He'll serve his man. purpose this week. All right, guys, good start to the show. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back with all your questions, captains, narrative of the week. You've got to stay tuned for this one. This is a cracker this week. Thanks to everyone leaving reviews on Spotify and Apple. Really appreciate that. But we'll be back shortly, guys. All right, guys, we are back. Thank you for your patience there. We've got audience questions. Thank you, everyone, that's sending audience questions. Some crackers tonight. Kyle, I want to start with Kane Schwartz because he wants to know, could Ruben Garrick be a solid option for the rest of the year with Tommy Turbo out? He did manage a 62 and Manly got spanked. What's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, um, Ruben Garrick, someone that I've really been keeping an eye on and going back to fullback makes it even more juicy. Um, yeah, last week at 62 in a hiding, he got the try assist and he, he ran for a few metres and just did everything a fullback can do to score points, even on a losing side. So he's actually a really, really good shout. Um, averages 48.8 at fullback, and that's only over uh, 2021-22. Uh, priced at 44. So there's definitely some value there, and I think um, I think he can still make quite a bit more money. Um, only going to miss round 17. There's no one else challenging him uh, at fullback. So the spot's his to lose, really, and I don't think that's going to happen because he's a real classy fullback. Uh, and I think this week uh, he could be a nice pod captain against the Warriors. Nice. I like it. Next question, Chris Rudder. He wants to know, Hastings, Tass, or Peoples for Tohu Harris? Just unsure Tass or Peoples are likely to get any time during the origin period. Yeah, I think Hastings is a genuine first grader in their top 13, so hold on to him. I'm assuming you've got money, considering you've got the other two cheapies. I'd say definitely either Peoples or Tass. Given that Peoples isn't in the top 30, I'd say 
get rid of peoples before you do tusks. All right, Corby, Sammy Hayes wants to know, is Starling 20 to 30 points this is 20 to 30 points this week, assuming Sticky plays the same amount of minutes. Is he worth the 40 to 50k price drop when we're going to trade him out in round 14 anyway? We've held him so long, but Sticky plays, and we like him when Sticky plays him 50 minutes like he has in previous weeks. What's your thoughts? I have him losing about 30 to 35k with a Score of maybe about 30-ish. Yeah. I don't know if the – I think he's got a bit high with his price yeah. loss there. But it, it, it does. It all depends on the minutes. I'm holding him because he's just that extra number this week. And if he does get that 50 minutes, he'll be spewing because he, he'll probably get that 40, 45 points that we know he has been. It also might make him work a little bit harder. It could have been a bit of a kick up the bum last week from Ricky. Like Who knows how, how he works. Hey, Cobbs, do you think um, it might have had something to do with the court case? Because – that might have taken him away from training a bit and maybe he just wanted to maybe give him a little bit of a less role. Do you think that could have probably played into it too, right? Yeah, oh, big time. I yeah, don't know. But, like, he's behind a three-game starting hooker come this weekend. And that was his lowest minutes this year, 25 minutes. His next lowest was 52 minutes. So it was dramatically decreased. Mm. So you have to think that he's going to get more minutes um, but, yeah, he's, he's definitely first on my hit list next week, <laughs> just th- not this week. I think it might have been a strategy thing because they were holding tight with Parramatta during that kind of nice little period. It might have been an issue that maybe he didn't want to take his hooker off and he might have seen that maybe he wanted to play the smaller hooker against the big Parramatta pack later in the game. So it could be a strategy thing. There could have been a lot of different – I'm expecting him to come back to around 45, 50 minutes this week. Yeah, so do I. I don't. He's definitely not going to be playing those low minutes again because it's just there's no pattern to it. It was a, a one-off. You look even with Hodgson, he was nearly getting more than twenty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it was very, very strange. I think it's going to be a one-off as well. All right, next question, Kyle. Chris Taylor. He wants to know he's trading Critter the Manu. Looking at trading Jackson Hastings to either Kiri or Hastings and Taff to Moses and George Defour. Need the extra room to go Hastings to Moses. What's your thoughts, mate? Uh, I like the Critter to Manu trade. It's it's quite a good trade. And we know Joey Manu's good at fullback and he's just good all round if he plays centre or fullback. So I do like that trade. For me, though, I'm actually going to hold Stephen Crichton because he's definitely, I think, does going to back up round 14. I know he's had that low score last game and he didn't play very well. I'm actually going to hold on to him. I'm a bit of a... A selfish trader, so um, I'm actually going to hold on to him. Um, with the trade to Kiri, I think um, it's just another sort of uh, strategy with regard to trades. Do you want him in the in your final team at the end of the year? Probably not. But if you do buy him, yeah. I can't see you probably wanting him at the back end of the year. Um, so you've really got to think about the trades and being really critical. You know, if you if you want to get Kiri in, you're going to use two trades: one to bring him in and one to get him out. So you need to be really, really um, really, really thinking about guys you're bringing in. Do you want to keep them for the whole year or are you going to use them possibly for a stepping stone to a gun? But you have to think about about those sorts of things now, moving into past the first buy and moving into the next buy into the back end of the year. So, uh, yep, pull the, uh, pull the trigger to the credit to Manu, but just have a think about Kerry and how long you really want to hold him for. All right, next question, Andy Tran. Lee and Critter. 
Ilias the Savage, Tohu and Angus Crichton. Solid trains, leave me 14 for round 13. Love the show. Thanks for tuning in, Andy. Pretty appreciate the support for starters. It's a great number that you got 14 for round 13, so you've done some great coaching over the last few years. Good trades. I just think that Savage you might still take a bit of a hit on. He's only going to be, I think, short-term proposition. So just be comfortable with the fact that, again, like Cole said, he had some really good advice there about players you're trading in now. They're not going to be in your final kind of 17. You're going to have to trade out. So I think this Savage trade means that you're going to be using two. So it just depends on how much you think Savage is going to make over this next little period. If you don't think he's going to be making much, you only scored a 20 against Para last week. So you might want to just hold on to maybe one of Ilias or Lee for that next sort of buy round. Next question, Corb. CJ Pettit, long-term question. Round 13 buy doesn't bother him. Trading out Starling with a break-even of 60 to bring in Cook. As a backup hooker, I have Grant. This is setting myself up for the long run. If not Cook, which other hooker at second best would you bring in? Well, Marnie would have to be the obvious one for me because he's at a pretty reasonable price and will offer good scores over the next few weeks and he sort of also provides that good number around 17. I see more value just in Marnie as opposed to those other hookers that are floating about underneath obviously your two standouts. I'd be probably looking at punting Grant. Um, and I mean, you know, you want to get rid of Starling, so I get that. But like, if you have Grant and Cook, then you've got a lot of your cap because you're sort of buying them both at pretty high price. Yeah, getting on both of them, um, taking up a big chunk of your salary cap. So. Corbs, is he planning too early? Considering these are two Origin hookers. Yeah, Cook I'm not as worried about, but we've spoke about Grant a fair bit. Like Cook's replacement, you know, there's a big gap. But with Grant, even um, Wishart can still easily do the job Mm. if they were needing um, cheese to sort of cover Kafusi and any other forwards in their their team. So, yeah, Marnie would be the one that I'd be going for. And then I'd probably be sort of looking at... um, Grant to, I suppose, if you, yeah, Starling's your first one to get rid of, though. So I guess hold Grant. I wouldn't go Cook, though. Too, too, too big a salary. Yeah, I agree. Charles Walters, Cole, he wants to know two questions. Is How does round 17 work with Origin players? Do they miss that round? I'll answer that quickly for you. They definitely miss the round 17. They're back round 18. Now, the proper question here, Cole, should I move Critter to Angus Crichton? I have 13 playing already. With no trades. 13 trades remaining, but I have Critter and Cotter. Should I go for 14 playing or save trades to get more players in for round 17? Uh, do the Critter to Angus, man. That's a mean trade. Angus, as I said before, probably going to be someone you want back in. So do that. That's a mean ass. I like that one. Uh, and, yeah, for the... Um, Cotter. Regarding the, yeah, the 13 players in round 13 without trade and 13 remaining, um, just make the one trade, I think. Uh, if it was me, I'd probably hold on to Cotter. Uh, it'll give you 14 players, which is which is really good, and leaves you 12 trades. So now you've got to really start to prioritise your trades from here on in. Um, you, you're getting pretty low. Um, how many? So how many keepers do you have in your team? So count them up. How many do you need to complete your 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 final 17? So then you've got to think. Okay, I need that many trades to make up my final 17. Um, so, um, yeah, you need to bear in mind that you get those extra four at round 20. So count up how many trades you think you're going to need to get to your final 17. But just the one trade. 
Nice. Next question, Stuart Talbot. Should I go Haas and Leo Thompson to Tohu or Angus and JC? I'm assuming JC means Jarrow. What's his name? Curran, I'm assuming. Josh Curran. Is that anyone else, JC? I just couldn't think of anyone else that was JC. Yeah, that guy's worth 240, but... Or his next part is Nanai and Haas for Tohu and Angus. Yeah, I think Nanai would definitely be trading out, especially over this origin period. I think he's also peaked right now. I think... Well, Kyle's been... You know, his analysis on Angus Crichton is pretty much spot on. If you can somehow get Tohu and Angus, I think it's going to be very, very good for you. I haven't been a big, huge fan of Huss for a little while now. I just think, again, he's got this origin period. He's got this contract talk as well. I think it's just a time that maybe you might want to just depart on paying Huss. I'm just not a big fan at the moment. Just make sure that you can get these two guys in, Tohu and Angus. And I think Nanai should be one, and I think Huss can be the other guy. All right, next question. Corbs, Belinda Smith, she wants to know, is TPJ a sell? His roller coaster is killing me. <laughs> yeah, that- Oh, that's a whole reason I didn't get on the TBJ train. I'll be leaning towards punning him only because you got the roller coaster factor. But now that you've got an injury concerning that he's back with no timeline that's already kept him out two weeks, and we haven't really got any more clarity on it. So you sort of want the NRL physio to give you a bit more, but he can't sort of give too much of an analysis if he doesn't have any information. So. It's a bit of a weird one on that, like really annoying, as I said at the start of the show. I don't have him, but when you hold on to such a bloke like that who is going to be such a good number this round, that's fantasy for you, hey? Yeah, big time. All right, James Gilbert, Starling's minutes have dropped on their ass. Panic buttons. Nah, I think you should hold one week. Like we've we've kind of touched on this one before. A lot of elements. It was a little bit unusual for him to get those minutes. Could be a strategy. Could be a court case thing, so I think you can definitely hold on that one. Cole, next question, Brendan Vickery. Now Jairo is not playing Origin. Should we cash out Peoples for Xavier Savage? Oh, is it cashing out Peoples to Savage, I think it was? Yeah, it is. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Now, uh, um, yeah, as we talked about before with Arrow now um, not being selected Origin, I can't see Trent Peoples getting back in, but I don't think Savage is your answer. We talked about that before with him only getting that 20 against Para last week. Um, and I'm steering clear of the Raiders players uh, after this round. As we've already said, we can't trust Ricky. And, and as far as we and, and as far as far we know, he could chuck um, Jordan Rappin back to fullback and put Savage on the wing. It's, yeah. It could happen. We don't know. But I just don't think either. I think we'll see CNK back in round 16, just remembering that after round 15, there's another week off for everybody. Um, there's that week in between for the international round. Mate, your man, Jordan Rappiner, he's having a rough season, Kyle. He, he, remember the back end of last year when he was hitting 70s and 80s at fullback? Yeah. I was having yeah. a look at him maybe as a cheeky pickup last week, and I look at it, it was on negative. He was on negative two after about half an hour. I'm going, that's <laughs> not the raps of all. It's 433K, his highest yeah. score this year. He ended up with a 36, I guess, against Eels, which was respectable. His high score was 52 in the first game. Yeah, he hasn't been. He hasn't sort of hit those heights of last year, has he? Nowhere near. Well, he didn't even start the first game. Sorry, that's round three because he got suspended. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, answer, to answer his question, uh, I wouldn't be getting savage. I can't trust Ricky, and I actually think CNK is going to be back a bit earlier than everyone thinks. Nice. All right, Corbs, Jack Willis, Lee and Davey to Walshy and Tohu. No-brainer, right? Pull the trigger. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Is that it? 
Yeah, that's it. Oh, I don't cool. need any more. They're, that's good. That's great trade. I love it. Aaron Simpson. Is he talking about Branko Lee? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it'd be, um, it'd be Eddie. What's the Interesting. Eddie. Eddie. All the right. Cool. Next question. Aaron Simpson. He wants to know credit a butcher. This gives me 13 for this round. Lock it in. Oh, we've got, a spe- we've got a special guest, Asiata. Is he back? Yeah. Who we got? I love it. He's back. All right, next question. Michael McEaney. He wants to know, bringing Tohu or Angus Crichton now that Crichton isn't playing Origin. Tohu has a zero chance of... I, I just think you've got to pick Tohu out of these because Tohu has zero chance of playing Origin. Crichton's still half a chance of playing Origin if they have injuries. But mm. out of these two, in terms of a final team... At his price right now, I think Tohu Harris presents probably a little bit more value than Angus Crichton. Next question, Corbs. Ethan Detroit. he wants to know, Ruben Cotter for Angus Crichton. Yeah, I, I mentioned this at the start. I uh, think the same thing. Um, Cotter's just going to get that big management of time over the origin period and you're selling at a nice high price to a, a probably good value price for Crichton. So I'm definitely on this same wavelength. Hey, Corbs, how come you're not wearing your, your right ear thing? Is that because, like, you're a cool? <laughs> no, like a rapper? I'm trying to manage these bloody kids. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Clay Murray, Cole, is Jason Hastings a sell? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't think he is yet. I think he gets the couple of weeks off, um, see how he comes in for round 14. Just wait until round 14 players and teams are named. He may possibly not be named. Sell him then if he's not named in round 14. He's not going to lose you any money uh, until, um, you know, he's not going to lose any money who is not playing this week. So just wait until round 14 and see if he's named. If he's not named, then trade him. But if he's named, hold him and play him and um, monitor him. But I don't think he's a sell yet. All right, Corbs, last question. Liam King, is Angus without origin selector and the selection become the most in-demand pickup for round 13? You'd have to be up there, but it depends who you who else is in your team. Because there's, like, if you don't have Matty Burton, uh, who else is there? Tohu, Tohu is uh, another one. Tohu, not Tohu. Um, yeah, he's at a good price with the jewel, and the Roosters finally start to look the goods. He could go nuts from here on in. And you reckon he has to be sort of out to prove Freddie and the Blues wrong for not choosing, even in the squad. That was a bit mm. rough. Yeah, not um, not getting picked factor. Yeah, so he could he could come out and blitz it this weekend. All right, Nathan Affleck, thoughts on Hammer for the price? Had a look, 285k seems really good for Hammer. It's just, again, how many trades you got up your sleeve? Because you're probably going to be doing a two-for-one here because you're probably trading him in and then trading him back out because right now with Drinky going so well, I don't think he's first string and looks like the entire back line. I guess he will be there for a little bit because Cole... Cole Felt's out for a little while, but I think once he comes back, he's first-choice winger. So it's just one of those things. You've got to be careful. He's probably a chance of playing Origin if they lose game one because he's in the squad already. So just be careful on that one. Price looks good. Just depends on how many trades you've got. If you've got anything below 18 trades, I would say just think again because I don't think you'd want him at the back end of the season. Cole, last question. Matty Ferguson, he wants to know. He's got 15 players this round, which is really good. He'll have 12 for round 17. Is that enough? Yeah, 15 uh, for this round is is pretty good. Um, it's pretty much you don't want any more than that. But, yeah, that's really good. Um, 
but the thing is, you have to remember it's all good having good numbers, but they've got to be quality. Yep. Uh, you know, don't just um, you know not just some guys are going to give you a ten or a twenty. Um, they've got to be quality, and I, if you've got fifteen, I don't think they're going to be. Don't all, you talk about Billy guns. Smith like that? <laughs> <laughs> I stayed away from him, bro. I'm, I'm actually. Um, I had. I got Viella, so um, uh, yeah, he's not playing, so he, I know what he's going to give me. Um, but yeah, if um, if you uh, if you had if you have to have a real good amount of trades to really fly into round seventeen with twelve players, especially if you've got fifteen for round thirteen and you want twelve for round seventeen, that's a heap of trades, and that is just going to be burning from here on in to get twelve into your round seventeen team probably going to leave you very, very few after round 17 to try and turn your team into a team of gun 17, which you really want to aim for. So I, I don't know if you achieve 12 decent players in round 12, if you've, uh, round 17, if you've already got 15 for round 13. Yeah, I agree. All right, boys, let's talk captains because there's a few good choices. We've talked about some of these elite guys, but Coles, you haven't had Snakes takes for a while and you were killing it early on in Snakes takes. <laughs> What's your Billy. what's your take this week on terms of captaincies? I think these two will be pretty popular. I've got Burton as my captain against his old club and a depleted Penrith. And then I've got Crichton as the VC, who also, like we said before, will be that um, come out sort of bit to prove after being snubbed from origin. Yeah, Corbs, not Corbs, Kyle. The other good option, I feel, is maybe Toho Harris, the safe option to maybe take against men. Yeah, you must have been reading my notes because my safe option I've got here is Torhu Harris uh, along with Angus. I think they're both safe options. Um, I've got a couple of little juicy pot options as well, Matt Burden, uh, Ruben Garrick, and Matt Butcher is a pod, three pods. Boys, I'm following Corbs. I'm doing a psychological thing on Reese Walsh. I've been re- I'm going to reward him. We're going into camp and rewarding him with a VC this week. Just him and Billy Smith. Th- just think he needs just to step up. I'm just going to give him a little bit. I'm going to let him goal kick this week. And he's just leading the boys. They're currently out on the out of, out of about Brett Coffs Harbour. Hey, TK, don't fall into the trap of trading someone in and putting him VC and then he doesn't play. Well, it doesn't really matter. I've only got bloody 13 players. <laughs> but if he doesn't play and you've locked him in as the VC, you're locked and you can't um, reverse the trade. Mate, I'm turning around his season this week. Let's talk narrative of the week because I've got some crackers here, boys. I might have to give my narrative and go, boys. Yeah, yeah, you go. Why don't you go first? Well, it might not come as a surprise, but I've got Billy Smith to go in for a double and hit a 50-plus score. I love it. Why don't you give... Just ended with just an absolutely scintillating narrative, Corby. Uh, very good. Thank you for a your pleasure, thoughts boys. tonight, mate, and uh, we'll catch see you on you. Sunday. Right, see All right, see Cole, you, your narrative of the week. Yeah, I've got. A, I've actually got a couple as well, mate. Uh, uh, it's not. It's not the round. It's the origin, and I got Queensland to win game one. Ben Hunt will tear the Blues apart in the opening before Harry Grant comes on and blows them away in schools. Damian Cook. You're you're really looking to get sacked, aren't you? You're looking not to come back next week. <laughs> and Xavier Coates with a double via aerial assault. Oh, I hate that. All right, I've got Reese Walsh, <laughs> sixty two tries and a two tries and a try assist against Manly. He'll carve them up, carve them up. But let's go to the cracker ones because we've had. A, I've got about ten here. There's some really good ones. Kane Schwartz. He goes. Cotter's going to score two tries for Queensland. Backs up for a seventy for the cows. Good one, <laughs> Dorian. He's got narrative for the round. Reese Walsh to get his first try of the season. Fantasy score 50 plus. I love this one, Dorian. Good one. Connor Bodman. 
Burton for 100 against his old club, scores a double, kicking 500 kick metres, 15 tackle breaks, scores his second right at the buzzer. Dogs fans go mental. Final score, Bulldogs 12, Penner 52. <laughs> James West narrative. Drinkies crosses the line twice and holds down an 80 against the Titans. Quick by him. Ooh. Ethan Detroit. Narrative of the week. Granville in for big game at nine. Robson somehow moves to 10. Narrative. That's all it's about. Chris Cook. Elite Billy Smith to play and score 45. Ooh. Another good Ooh. one. Josiah Alchin. Jeremy Marshall King is a must have. Start the narrative. He's just started one. I like it. Liam King, narrative. With Sam Walker looking more solid each week and the Roosters improving, Luke Keery will find score that will cause him to reach a 700000 starting price. Wow, that's a huge call. My man, Louis Haeckel. Happy birthday to Louis for last week as well. O'Sullivan to score 100 against the Dogs and Cleary gets <laughs> dropped to the bench. I like it. And lucky last, Matty Ferguson, narrative. Cody Walker to find his form back half of the year and be a 700K player. Imagine that. That is huge. Now, Kyle, let's end with some game day squad. You've got that one open in front of you, my man. While you open that, I'll just give a little bit of a plug. So just remember, game day squad, we're going to be opening some rugby league packs tonight. So game day squad, the first fantasy sports platform in Australia that utilizes blockchain technology and NFTs. You can register your team now and also open starter packs for free, www.gamedaysquad.com.au. It is the future of fantasy sports. Now, Kyle, you've got a nine rare pack that you're going to be opening for us tonight, mate? Uh, yeah, just a nine common. Uh, common. Okay, mate. Why don't we kick us? Who are we, who are we wanting? I want a Reese Walsh tonight. Yeah, I wouldn't mind the Jacob Carreras, my boy. <laughs> oh, yes, that's a good one. Actually, he won't be in the game yet. He hasn't played enough games yet. Oh, true. Yeah. All right. I'm going to crack one open. The first one coming up. What do we got? Morgan, Morgan Harper. Oh, you love that one. Not a bad one. Not a bad one. Another Kiwi, Kiwi chap. Uh, uh, spin another one. Tanner Boyd, 1.2. Ooh, you've got the reserve grade pack. What do we yeah, got? I think I may be. All right. Third one, Alex Johnston. Ooh, Not a bad one. That's a good one. The tri-scoring hero from South Sydney. Luke Metcalf. Ooh, to the Warriors could next be a year. good one next year. You want to just hold yep. that one? Yep. Uh, what do we got? Siwa Takiyahu, who's off to the Super League next year, so he might just be one to store away. Yep. Collector's item. Yep. And one other. Oh, the Carty Party. Whoa. Oh, beautiful. What have we got left? We've got three left. Uh, uh, oh, actually. Didn't you have a nine pack? Is, uh, it's only six. Zoom out. It has to be there somewhere. You said a nine pack. Yeah. Uh, there we go. There it is. What have we got? Last lucky three. Oh, oh. lovely. Marcelo Montoya, one point two. Your favourite player. It is. And having some problems looking. This is a bit interesting. I can't find. Just zoom out. If you hit CTRL and then just scroll back on your mouse. Here we go. Okay, sweet. We've got two more. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen. Did you? Wow. Yep, beautiful. Second last is huge. Yeah, not too bad. And Nick Kotrick. That's pretty good too, last car, especially Papi. That's a good one, Cole. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Yeah, the 
those three, the Pappy, Kotrick, and Johnson, they're not too bad. Not yeah. too bad. Not a bad pack, actually. That was a bought pack, but you can get free starter packs at www.gamebasquad.com.au. So get going now. Cole, my man, thank you for the thoughts tonight. Good luck on the weekend, man, and we'll check you in for the Sunday wrap. Yeah, all good, mate. Thank you. Have a good evening. Cheers, all guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for leaving all the Spotify and Apple reviews. I'll have the Game Day Squad and also the Rugby League merch competitions out Wednesday and Thursday at 12 p.m. at both Queensland and New South Wales time. So just stay tuned. Have a look at the Facebook channel for that one. All right, guys, we'll check you on Sunday for the Sunday Wrap. But thank you for tuning in. And everyone stay safe and have a good round. Catch ya.